Hodlers episode 14. Um, today we are joined by the one and only Bento Boy and NFT Dad, our co-host of course. Uh, Bento Boy is a NFT content creator with over 50,000 subscribers on YouTube and you've only been in the space for like one, two years. Uh, yes. 270,000 on Twitter. Um, you're doing insanely good. You've been teaching people how to trade and flip NFTs for almost two years and you've grown an amazing community along the way. So yeah, welcome for the, the viewers and listeners right now, Bento Boy. Who are you and what do you do? Yeah, thanks. Uh, first of all, I do want to say that the Twitter followers are probably a little bit botted. Um, <laughs> it's all good. You know, yeah, that's like, uh, the know, like the space. meta. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone entering giveaways. So that's, uh, that number is <laughs> probably a little lower, but thanks for the uh, the introduction. Um, as Yeah. Um, as for me, I basically just... Uh, trade NFTs, and I actually have um, two collections, uh, one being Squishy Squad, um, and then mm -hmm. the other being WGMI Media. Um, so that's just a Web3 media company that we are currently uh, running, keeping people up to date uh, in the NFT space. Um, but rather than that, um, when I'm not trading or I guess working um, on those two projects, I am uh, basically making content like this. Um, I do YouTube, um, and I also post quite a bit on Twitter, uh, mainly just... Um, like memes and stuff like that uh or projects that i'm looking at so um it's, it's good fun though basically spend my whole time in web3 um but you know i love it <laughs> yeah yeah the nft space is uh very fun and yeah with the followers um i don't think any nft content creator is truly 100 percent uh real with the followers you just mm -hmm. do one whitelist <laughs> giveaway and you get like thirty thousand retweets i know uh, i know yeah well Maybe i mean you fix that <laughs> yeah i missed out on that matter anyway i'm just sat here on like 500 followers so i'll slowly get there um mm -hmm. but yeah um talking about your journey um every single guest we bring on we like talking about their journey rather than just like uh current questions and stuff like that we like talking about how it all started so go into your journey and where it all started how did you get into nfts who first introduced you to them yeah um so i guess i was probably like everyone else um so i got into nfts i think i want to say around may last year um, and I was probably like everyone else. I was basically the person saying, uh, why are people buying all these crypto punks for like a million dollars? It's probably like the dumbest thing ever. Um, and then, you know, after being in the crypto space for a while, uh, I started watching YouTube videos and then these people were making tens of thousands of dollars, uh, you know, off of these images. And I was like, okay, wait, there's probably something here. And I think I should probably learn about it instead of just keep complaining. So I basically uh, started watching some YouTube videos. Um, I'm sure people uh, are familiar with like Alex Becker and Journey Crypto. Yep. Um, so I watched them and uh, uh, they're talking about some NFTs. And I said, uh, you know what? My crypto portfolio is already down bad. I might as well just try out this <laughs> NFT thing. Um, so yeah, I started uh, buying crypto. I mean, I mean sorry, NFTs uh, the following month. Uh, my first NFT was a Crypto Beast NFT. Um, and I immediately sold it for a 2x profit. Um, I think it was only some like 200 bucks. Um, but I remember that feeling that I got was like, oh my gosh, um, you know, this is, this is real. Um, and especially coming out of high school at the time, you know, I didn't have anything like crazy money. I think I started out with, uh, like 2000 or $3,000. Um, but I, I remember vividly thinking like, you know, if I could figure this, um, this NFT thing out, uh, which I think I could, I think, um, you know, there's, there's really something here. So slowly but surely I just started, uh, to keep you know, grinding, keep uh, researching projects, bought into a lot of rugs, um, as I'm sure many people do uh, yeah. when they first start off <laughs> into the NFT space. Um, 
but uh, basically, yeah, I just started trading. Um, some of my top trades were probably, uh, you know, following Alex Becker uh, and Journey Crypto um, with like things like the Doge Pound um, and stuff like that. Uh, but where I guess I really got um, or made a decent amount of money was from the Pudgy Penguins. Uh, I'm sure yeah. people are <laughs> uh, familiar with that. Um, I think I flipped around like 60 or 70 of those. Damn. Um, wow. Yeah. So I was, I was, I mean, this is also, um, like it sounds pretty good in hindsight, but, uh, and it's probably easy to say like, oh, look, I was, I was, uh, like I called it, um, in all reality, I just thought they were really cute and, um, <laughs> I was basically just being a degenerate. So, uh, luck was definitely a factor that could have gone the opposite way. Um, but yeah, I made a, a decent amount on that. Um, and then following that, uh, I basically figured out, um, that a lot of the same collections were pumping based mm -hmm. off of same specific influencers uh so back in the day um it was a little bit different so you had people like beanie maxi or pranksy um and they would buy hundreds and hundreds of nft nfts and the floor would uh, you know move up so i basically came up with the idea that uh you know if you could track their wallet um and see what they buy in real mm -hmm. time uh, usually they take it to twitter um, and then they tweet about it. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, you see Elon Musk buying Dogecoin and then he tweets about it and then the price moves That's up. That's smart to be fair. Yeah. That is very, very smart, especially in the because, early days of NFTs. Right, because I was basically tired of getting rugged and losing money. So I was like, there's gotta be a better way um, to do this. So that was kind of the strategy um, that I had in mind. So I went to my coder friend and I, I said, uh, hey, I have like a couple of wallets. Um, I have no idea how to set this up. Do you think you can, um, you know, make a wallet tracker that'll ping me uh, every time like these top people uh, you know, buy some NFTs. And he said, yeah, for sure. Um, so then shortly after we had that set up in discord. Um, and that thing was probably uh, a really good money making machine for a long time. Um, and then after I started talking about it on my YouTube, um, and then I started giving access to it. And now basically everyone does a wallet tracking. Um, but for the time being, it was, uh, it was really, really successful. Um, and that's kind of how I got my start in the NFT space. Um, and then from there started a YouTube channel teaching people uh, basically what i looked for um and also some of the strategies that i was using um and then following that i uh dropped my own project which was a uh, squishy squad that um that december um and then yeah that's that's basically how i got my start that's kind of uh, i guess my story uh trading and flipping nfts mm -hmm. um and yeah it's it's uh it's pretty cool that's dope it's uh i hear you talking about pudgy penguins and i think it was kosher plug uh that i uh, learned most about you know that project about and and it's it's so interesting hearing your journey similar you know sort of journey on my end uh you know my alex becker was a a guy named uh wilson lee who did a project mm. called the littles he was uh, he's a buddy of mine and uh yeah i love you know, kind of yeah he's fantastic and he uh -huh. kind of you know he's a van he's a vancouver boy and and uh you know, was very generous in, in helping me sort of understand the space. And, and then, of course, some of his acolytes in the space, we created our own WhatsApp channels and sort of put our ears to the tracks. But nothing as brilliant as you figured out out of the gates, just like, let's 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 make a tracker, a wallet tracker, like we'd find our own wallets. And, you know, of course, you know, there's there's, you know, tons of uh, platforms out there that that have that now. But good on you for thinking about that such at, at such an early time and then being able to like, in your mind, construct this sort of um, roadmap to to capitalize on that. That's that's a really insightful thing. Is that something you learned, you know, just for, through business, or are are you an entrepreneur? Like, was there something that sort of led to that discovery? Um, yeah, uh, I, I guess I I was 
kind of doing my own thing. Um, before NFTs, I was uh, just selling video games and, and gym equipment um, on the side. But um, no, I, I guess it was more just um, I just saw like the same wallets over and over and over. Um, right. And after a while, I was like, there has to be a better method to this um, because it's it almost seems like random at the time when like an NFT collection would go crazy. So I was like, but it's the same people making this uh, you know money over and over and over. Um, so I guess it was just like piecing that together um, and also a little bit of luck and also finding um, a coder friend. Um, I wouldn't consider myself like smarter than, you know, the, the average person. I think a lot of it is just <laughs> finding the right people and just piecing, uh, you know, the puzzle together um, and also right place, right time as well. Oh, absolutely. But I think what you've done is, is what I find consistent with so many um, successful entrepreneurs is they're able to see patterns. Um, you know, wh whether you consider yourself smart or not to be able to go macro and look at patterns and then be like, hey, I see something unfolding here. That's kind of like skill level one. And then skill level two is to be able to like see the pattern and then, you know, sort of get to that point where you can predict patterns, you know, as, you know, with some sort mm -hmm. of technology, which is what you did. So in hindsight, you know, and then from my perspective where I'm sitting, that's brilliant. Um, but, you know, that's that's just uh, what I'm seeing. But what I'd love to hear a little bit more about is how does this lead to uh, Wagme Media? Like, where does that fit into the the roadmap here? And obviously, I want to hear a little bit more about Squishy Squad, too, because did that mint out? Was that something that that did really well? But but maybe first tell us a little bit about Wagme Media. What that, that, yeah. What that is. So um, WGMI Media uh, was basically co-founded with uh, me. Um, and my friend kosher plug, like you mentioned, and then, Oh, uh, Brett sick. oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. um, we basically, uh, I think it started almost off as, uh, I tweeted something, um, when we didn't even have any idea of what we were doing. Um, I basically said like, uh, we should start a NFT podcast together. Um, and then Brett being like the, the more, I guess, business, uh, sided person said we should make this into kind of like an NFT. Um, and then from there, kosher and I were basically thinking, um, instead of just a podcast, Maybe we could do more like, uh, you know, articles, um, upcoming mm -hmm. projects uh, and stuff like that. Um, and there wasn't really, I guess, a project doing that. I guess now you have uh, kind of alpha groups, um, but not really mm -hmm. a overarching like media um, for the Web3 space. So we kind of had this, I guess, um, idea of like Coindesk or Cointelegraph, but instead for the NFT space. Um, so we decided to launch that uh, last year in March. Um, and then, yeah, so that, uh, so now we have, I think 10,000 holders, um, Ooh. and we basically do the private podcast. Brett does the public podcast. Um, and we also give out articles, um, on basically the hot trending topics, uh, that's going on in the space. And we also have an upcoming section, um, for upcoming projects that people can kind of check out and we give, uh, like a ranking, um, and also a review. Um, and you also have your standard stuff, like some, uh, you know, community, uh, giveaways as well as um you know some merch and stuff like that uh but that just we're just working on uh you know building that out um and then for squishy squad that was uh my first project um and then that one actually sold out i think within eight minutes um that Ooh, was yeah but that was that was also because um i think we set the limit to something crazy high because uh, I, I was like uh, kind of new or that yeah that was my first project so um i think you could mint quite a few um, so I think a couple of whales stepped in, which is why um, that happened. Um, but for that, that was mainly um, going to be like the trading bots, like I was talking about. Um, so mm. people were like, uh, like oh, you, you told us how to do it, but um, the, they didn't really have access to it. So that NFT basically granted you access to uh, a couple of like the market bots that I personally use, um, mm. as well as uh, some other cool stuff like uh, private videos 
um, from my end, uh, you know, the whitelist giveaways um, and stuff like that. So that was basically the vision for Squishy Squad. And then after that, we kind of pivoted. Um, and then I started WGMI Media. Um, so that was kind of the, uh, uh, the, the process of that. So uh, note to self, WGMI Media, not Wag Me Media. I don't know why. Oh, uh, no, but people do say Wag Me Media. Do they? <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's, I guess, yeah, the same thing, same thing. Fair enough, fair enough. So you know what yeah. I'm saying when I say wag me. Yeah. I just think of a dog, a dog like wagging a human. I don't know why I see that in my head. But anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, what I'd love, what I'd love to hear um, about, and I think what our listeners would love to hear, you know, given this sort of rich history that you have and sort of the circles you run in in the NFT space, you know, these are, you know, fast forward five years, we'll look back and on what you guys did as sort of legendary, if not sooner. But during the peak of NFTs last year, you had sort of a, a schedule, you know, probably pretty frenetic, busy schedule. How is that contrast to today? Like what's what's changed for you? What's What are the big sort of shifts that have happened in the space for you, scheduling-wise? Uh, yeah, so I guess I have um, a little bit more free time, but it's almost not <laughs> uh, not like major, not a major difference. I guess when you're starting like a project, um, it's probably the most stressful time uh, ever. So if you're, if you're watching this, thinking about uh, creating your own project, uh, just be ready because I was uh, so nervous. You know, ev everything is, uh, that could go wrong is playing in your head. Um, you know, you want everything to go perfect. Uh, and then you have to do marketing, um, get people excited about the NFT, figure out what you're doing after Mint. Um, so it, that was like probably the craziest time. I would say like the week before you launch, um, I probably got like barely, barely any sleep. Um, so that was definitely the hardest part, I guess. Um, and then even post mint, um, the stress, I guess, never really goes away because now that, uh, you know, you mint the, the project now it's like, okay, now it's go time. And, um, you know, you actually have to put in the work, um, and execute everything that you said, uh, you know, you, you had planned. So, um, I guess it's 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 more or less uh, just constant work. Um, I guess, however, uh, nowadays that it's a bear market, you have a, like a little more free time because there's not, I guess, uh, you know, like a hundred projects you have to look out for. Um, it's maybe like ten because the market's a little bit slower. Um, but right, even right. still, uh, I've, from what I see, people are um, you know even more demanding uh, because everyone's bags are going lower and lower, and they expect <laughs> you to do more. So it's uh, I guess it's it's just uh, a <laughs> A, a lot of pressure so um if you're if you're uh but th but that's basically what i signed up for as well um right so I, I would say i have a little bit more free time um but in general it's still uh this takes up probably most of my days um but yeah i, I mean that I, I, this is what i love to do <laughs> yeah and I, i'm so curious i mean i'll throw it over to leon for the next question but i'm just so curious um you know during that week where you didn't sleep or you know that go time right after you, you minted out can you recall any sort of you know, specific anecdotes that sort of illustrate how, how insane that period of time was for you? Like, did anything catch you off guard? Or like, did you have to go back and like, I don't know, change the code or deal with something that, you know, I, I got a few buddies that minted stuff out. And one of them had a huge problem with airdrops. They didn't even figure that out. So post mint, they were like scrambling and, you know, just chaos. So any, anything come to mind that you can recall from that super busy time? Yeah. Um, I guess my one recommendation, if you guys, uh, if anyone like watching is, trying to start their project is hire a good dev. Um, I mean, I, I lucked out cause it was the same friend who made, you know, all of those bots for us. 
But I was just stressing uh, because um, we had basically everything in line. But, uh, you know, back in the day, having smart contract issues was really, really common. Um, and it right. could absolutely, like, destroy your project. Even nowadays, people still have, uh, you know, smart contract issues. Um, so I guess a lot of the pressure was uh, mainly on him. Um, we had, like, a couple hiccups here and there. Like, a lot of people couldn't mint from uh, their ledger. Uh, we had to set, um, like, some specific code so someone could buy uh more uh i'm not sure if you know journey crypto um but we were on his launch pad um so he, we, we had to basically put in a specific code for him to buy before um everyone else um but i guess yeah as, as long as you have a good coder um that's like the main thing um and then after that as long as you have a a, a decent product and have good marketing um i guess that would be uh the other two things that you really need but having a good coder really really saved me um or us, because I'm not sure uh, how I do it without them. And also making sure it's a person uh, that you can trust as well. Well, yeah, that's great advice. And by the way, I am launching a project. It's coming out in two months. And my dev is Josh Talks Crypto. Josh, oh, awesome. if, you see, if you hear this, we had him on the show. He's a great guy. Uh, he's he's just a, a brilliant guy. So that really helps me feel better about the Deadsies NFT uh, that's going to be launching in a few months. Shameless shill right there. No, Check it out you, right now. You, we'll allow it. We'll allow First, it. We'll allow it. Deadsies NFT. Make sure to check it out. Oh, there we go. Beautiful. There we go. Yeah, talking about building an NFT project, I've got a bit of bit of a different one. I mainly trade. So I day trade. I do like Forex, crypto, stocks, all that stuff. So I've got my own community where I teach people, but that's completely so much more stress-free because they're not 24-7. Oh, floor price is dropping. Oh, we need this. We need that. Where's this? Like building an NFT project, like like you're saying, as soon as you launch, everyone is so demanding. If the floor price starts going down, they'll all start crying. They'll expect this from mm. you, that from you. Uh, or if the chart starts, you know, slowing down, they'll say, oh, it's a dead project, this, this, yeah. this. Rug, uh, there's a whole, yeah. whole lot of pressure. Um, but yeah, talking about NFTs and like, uh, like a macro look on them, talking about mass adoption. Um, do you think NFTs, well, when do you think NFTs will slowly transition away from like the profile pics of like animals and like quick mints, quick flips and stuff like that? And when do you think we'll start seeing some like real world utility? Oh, that's a great question. I think that's probably um, pretty far down the line. Um, mm. I think uh, I would say maybe, I, I mean, this is just my guess, maybe yeah. a couple years, three years until it's like fully integrated um i guess uh but as of right now as it stands like a lot of the nft collections um don't really have a product market fit um and also mm. at the same time uh because the bull runs no longer here um i think a lot of people are starting to realize that um as well and there's i guess not a lot of uh demand for the pfps right now so i talk about this a lot with my friend uh, brett um and him and i kind of uh are thinking that uh you know, PFPs probably won't be a thing forever. Um, you know, these digital communities are great and fantastic. Um, and I run one as well. So it's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you can see people, uh, you know, actually like connect over these profile pictures. Um, mm -hmm. But there can only be, I guess, so many. Um, and now we're kind of seeing like, you know, 10,000 uh, NFT projects, 100,000 NFT projects. Um, and they're all basically doing uh, more or less uh, the same thing. Um, so I think what what's more really exciting to me is like when you can, uh, tie physical utility into the project, whether that be, mm -hmm. um, you know, merch drops, uh, you get access to a specific lounge, um, or you get access to, uh, you know, maybe a course. Um, I think that is is more exciting. Um, 
And I think that's probably a little bit ways out uh, just because people love degen trading, myself included. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, probably three years maybe is 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 my guess uh, somewhere uh, around there. Yeah, that's what we're sort of wanting to do as well. Like uh, I'm guessing you've heard of Soulbound tokens. Yeah, Soulbound um, tokens. Yeah, we want to sort of try and eventually integrate that into our community and like we'll do the trading certificates. So like there'll be like a three-month course three month course, for example, and at the end of it, you get a soulbound token and then that'll give you access to, let's say, let's say if you do a crypto course, for example, and it's three months and you pass it, the pass rate's really high, like 90%, you then get given access to the soulbound token. And then that can give you access to like private events where we get like big crypto traders to come in and host events and webinars and stuff like that. That's what we eventually want to um, integrate. And yeah, that's a good idea. Three side. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, Talking long-term NFTs, when once we see this mass adoption phase and more real-life utility, do you think we'll still be seeing um, like NFTs be traded like they are now, like quick flips and mints, or do you think it'll be more mainstream um, type purchases? I think it'll probably be more mainstream type purchases, but I also do think that uh, NFT flipping will almost always be a thing. I'm um, kind of like how sneaker reselling, um, forex trading is always a thing. Um, and I think that when crypto, uh, you know, has its next leg up, um, people and people are like euphoric. Uh, no matter what, um, people will just buy into things for speculative uh, value. It, I feel like it, it will almost be like, uh, you know, shitcoin trading where people yeah. just buy like. <laughs> Like it doesn't necessarily always make sense, but Hey, if you can make money and you can speculate, um, and and make, uh, like get a bunch of people to pump the floor price, uh, they will no doubt do it. So I think it'll always be a thing. However, I think like slowly, but surely it'll be uh, kind of transition into the more, uh, you know, mainstream uh, adoption and and stuff with actual backing versus a lot of these, uh, just profile pictures that you can, you know, almost just pump and dump. Yeah. That's what I used to. The dopamine pump that you get from, uh, that (laughs) three, $400 you make all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it's exactly it's the best feeling ever. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not judging anyone. Anyone for it. I. I love that. That's how I got my start in the space. Still love doing that. Um. You know. I'm a. I'm a degenerate at heart. <laughs> so. Um. <laughs> you know. Nothing. Nothing against that. Yeah. I think we're slow. That's the same. Um. Anecdote I used to use. Um. Like beginning of this year, we were in like the NFT shitcoin phase, where it's just pumping out projects, projects, projects every single day. No utility at all. Well, it's Goblin Town, wasn't it? As soon as Goblin Town released, that's when we hit like the shitcoin stage, where just nothing good was releasing and it's just a bunch of rubbish quick flips and then after a month it's just dead in the ocean but i think yeah. nfts especially with crypto um absolutely tanking i think nfts are sort of slowing down and we're hopefully i hope for the best we're sort of seeing a bit of uh, a transition into some decent big well-built projects hopefully and we're moving away from those quick like free mint type stuff Mm-hmm. Dick um, butts NFT. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. Dick yes, butts? like you, that. You're not rocking with a dick butt. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy one. Damn it! Yeah, should have. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, moving on to um, moving away a little bit away from NFTs now. Um, onto the crypto space and current news. A lot of stuff. Literally, the past two three weeks have been mayhem on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, everything has been going on, and we're going to talk about Elon. Uh, big boy Elon and buying big Twitter. Elon, yeah. <laughs> um, what's your opinion on the entire thing? Do you think Elon's going to do a good job over Twitter? Um, I mean, yeah, Elon has a proven track record. He also has a Tesla and SpaceX, which uh, has been That's proven successful. Um, yeah. so I, I don't think uh, 
Twitter would would be any different. I think he's going to definitely adjust and adapt. Um, he definitely has a lot of things to learn, um, as we all do. But uh, mm-hmm. I think Twitter will be um, a success. But a funny story on that. Um, he made the, the Twitter verification thing $8 I was going to ask you about this. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, can, I guess I could say now. But uh, during the bull run or whatever, um, I basically – I paid for my verification. Um, yeah. And it was uh, – it, it wasn't cheap. <laughs> wow. And then now um, you can get it for only uh, $8 a month. So uh, I kind of got uh, rugged there, I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it is it is what it is. Thanks, Elon, uh, for that. Can't you double verify now? Isn't there like the one you pay for, for $8 and then another sort of? Like- yeah, yeah. Like I forgot. Um, but I don't even think I have that one. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I don't even know what happened. Yeah. So, yeah, what's I your opinion you on the? One? the verification thing um because i know you're actually well technically you're verified is it annoying seeing that um you know you can just pay eight dollars now and get the same verification badge like the verification um what is it the verification tab where you can see all like you've verified liked stuff and stuff like that yeah i mean i I don't destroyed now yeah i mean i don't uh completely know everything about it Mm. but um I think they, they even might have put it on pause. I was reading uh, something. Yeah, online. I saw that today. Yeah. yeah, but I've still got mine. Yeah. I don't know, um, but I mean, it's it's a weird concept because, uh, you know, the re- main reason why I got or paid for uh, mine was because there's a bunch of people trying to like impersonate you. So mm-hmm. if even they could get an eight or pay $8, right? And they could, you know, KYC um, or put in all their information and stuff like that. Um, it's like, how do you determine which one is the real one if you could just pay mm-hmm. for a verification yeah, a symbol stupid, yeah so i was like uh i was kind of confused i was like how is this thing gonna work or how does this make sense um at all because now you're probably gonna have a bunch of people impersonating each other um and if everyone has the verification symbol it's like the verification symbol means nothing now um mm-hmm. and it's kind of hard to differentiate who's real versus who's not real um so that's that's kind of my take on it um and i hope they figure out some work around it and maybe that's why they they did pause it this morning um but as it stands if that is the case i just don't think that makes too much sense because if everyone has a verification symbol i guess it doesn't even become um i guess desired or sought after because you can just pay eight dollars for it yeah yeah that's very true loses its heat at that point like what exactly right everybody's verified in fact the thing will be is to become unverified and then yeah that'll be the cool thing right that's what you're seeing on twitter yeah i'm not paying eight dollars for my uh for my twitter verification i won't stoop that low that's right i saw a thing with elon as well um how he wants to take um twitter into sort of wechat because WeChat, um, I'm pretty sure it's over in China. They have literally, they use that for everything. Apparently, they use it for like social media. They use it for like paying for things, literally absolutely everything. And there's not a single app apart from like WeChat and over in Asia, like those types of apps um, well, that include absolutely everything. We've not got one of them. Uh, we have like all these separate social media apps, like obviously Snapchat, Instagram, then you got like LinkedIn, you got Twitter. I think he's going to try to, well, he mentioned this in a, a video in like a meeting or something. But I think he's going to try and take Twitter over to that and implement like videos, quick form videos, uh, banking app, absolutely everything, which would be very cool to see how that plays yeah. out. Because um, at least he listens to what people are saying, like with the verification thing, he's brought in, everyone says it's absolutely stupid. And within like two, three days, he's already said, yes, yeah, scrap that and got <laughs> yeah. rid of it. So we'll see where he takes it. But I believe he's, you know, got a good hold of it. Yeah, and I think he's also uh, said he's like going to try monetize people too. Um, so yeah, I think that's I saw pretty that exciting. Well. Yeah, so kind of almost yeah. competing with uh, TikTok and YouTube, um, mm. because if you can pay people for uh, you know being on Twitter and using Twitter, I think that'd be uh, awesome. 
a lot of things to figure out. Hold on, sorry, my dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think if he could pull it off, um, that'd be great. Hold on, let me let my dog out. She's gonna go crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's all good. Just saw a stoop in the background before. I was like, hold on, is that a teddy or is that you know, is that me? Yeah, what kind of dog was that? Uh, that? Yeah, that was uh, Bichon. That's my dog. She blends in with all of the other uh, stuffed animal collectibles <laughs> that I. What's uh, what's your Bichon's name? Uh, Gator. And Gator. Yeah, Gator. Oh, her name. Oh, Gator. That's yeah. uh, I love it. Love yeah, it. Naming a dog another animal. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um. So let's let's keep going with this crypto news. Um. Obviously, people can pop over to your YouTube channel. Yes, let's have that appear suddenly right here, Leon. You know, yeah, well, I don't know. Magic right here, right down there. <laughs> there. Um, uh, the FTX Binance news. Maybe you could just give us a little, your, a little quick Coles Notes version on that because um, obviously they can pop over and listen to the full form on your, your YouTube channel. But what are your thoughts about, you know, that and its influence on the horrific state of crypto at the minute? Oh, geez, we are down bad, <laughs> guys. <laughs> the crypto markets are, are down atrocious. Um, but I thought the whole situation was, uh, was, was eye-opening, um, because, you know, FTX is like the, t uh, the number three exchange or was the number I three exchange. I had such big belief in FTX. They were like Me one too. of my top yeah. ones. Yeah, no. A lot of people did, right? Yeah, um, did yeah, you guys yeah. have any money, I guess, tied up in there? Nope. I thank did not. God. Thank, thank God. God. Thank <laughs> you? No. you? No, I actually, I, I had an FTX US, um, but I like transferred out, like right when I like saw a little bit of rumors going about insolvency. Damn. Um, oh, because I'm not sure if you guys heard about Voyager, um, but I had money in Voyager and I basically got locked out, uh, no withdrawals. Um, so as soon Jesus as I saw Christ. that, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to get stuck again. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Um, but I thought, I don't know, maybe you guys can give your thoughts as well, but, um, the whole situation was, uh, I think completely mishandled, especially by, uh, SBF, Sam, Sam Bakefried. Um, and on top of that, it kind of shows, uh, how smart CZ was. Um, you know, dumping he all of his tokens so hard, so I hard. Yeah, so he's hard. like his brain is so big. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he's just like, yeah, he he sold all of his tokens. Um, call caused all of this fud. Um, and rightfully so because they couldn't, uh, you know, sell the FTT tokens. Um, and Solana. Uh, but basically, he caused all of this panic in the market. Um, dumping two point one billion dollars of FTT token. Um, and then as soon as you know, they're basically. Uh, have no option he offers to buy them out uh but and now, he says no after yeah and he says no <laughs> after that um so i thought that was just a, a huge play he took out one of uh, i guess the biggest competitors but it's also uh i guess a warning that um you know keep your money off of these exchanges uh, especially um yeah. you know if you think you can trust them the top three exchange uh went down um and now that you can't even do withdrawals uh, so i guess like the the message is keep a cold wallet um, whether mm -hmm. that's like a ledger or treasure, um, and you hear it like all the time, like not your keys, uh, like not your crypto. Not your cheese. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, cheese. <laughs> not your cheese. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I would love to hear what you guys thought about that whole situation. I just think it's crazy how the entire point of crypto was to be decentralized and mm -hmm. like nothing would affect the markets and like it wouldn't be persuaded or, um, you know, moved by anyone, even governments. Yeah. An exchange can come in and move the markets that much. Ethereum mm -hmm. had like a, I think 20, 23, 25% move down in like two days. And then CPI released the day after. Then we saw like a 15% increase the day after. The markets <laughs> moved, what, trillions within like two days. Mm -hmm. And yet crypto is meant to be this, you know, decentralized, nothing affects it and stuff like that. I don't know. I just don't understand 
the entire point of crypto now like even if governments want to like they can just say okay we're banning crypto done that's it if you if you trade crypto if you purchase any crypto you're going to jail three years done like I, I don't i don't truly understand the true usage of crypto like especially if they're trying to sell i'm not really trying to sell it's not a certain person but they're trying to um pinpoint the decentralization and that's the main selling point of crypto yeah mm-hmm. you know big companies can come in and do stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. yeah and, and i i think the scariest part was just kind of the insidious behind the scenes stuff that's come to light now like just the criminal oh, yeah, behavior yeah. that kind of made its way into a top three you know exchange and uh you know, I still think it's it's there's a lot of immaturity in the space. Um, you know, I think in any um, you know you know money based um, economic structure, there's always room for uh, people to do nef- you know with nefarious intent. Um, and I think there's a little bit of just vulnerability on the part of like folks out there with tons and tons of money um, wanting to you know kind of make money quick um, and and then you know what's you do your own research right i think that it, it, there's just mm. this layer of people like who's doing the research here is it you is it you okay <laughs> yeah. you do all the research yeah, right true. and then everyone's just like did you do the research i think so and then everyone just sort of piles in <laughs> so i think it's just sort of you know an exercise in people having you know their own taking responsibility for their own decisions and also being responsible to actually do your own research and you know your move uh, bento boy in there and being paying close attention and getting out there when you know you're paying attention to what was happening well enough that you moved it out before that happened and I just think so many people don't actually take the time to learn about what's going on you know sort of you know layers down what actually are you investing in what actually does this mean what is decentralization mean and I you know myself included to some to some degree on some of the projects and NFTs that I got rugged on I wasn't really paying attention to what was going on. So I think overall, it just means slow down, pay attention, do your research and just be smart. And that means like not aping in, not being totally crazy and not just throwing all your money around. And uh, I just hope that by and large, the crypto community has taken this as a lesson to, um, you know, just slow down a bit and just kind of like grow up a little bit on what the reality is. And, you know, if you're a gambler and you're, you're willing to gamble and, you know, you don't care, then you're going to find yourself in a situation like this. So that, that's kind of, that's kind of my take on it, but um, you know. Yeah. It, carrying, it, carrying on with that, like yeah. it's crazy how nowadays no one even knows what they're investing in NFTs, crypto, even stocks, all this stuff. Like we have people in our server like, Oh, what's a good coin to invest in? Or they'll say, Oh, I just bought like six grand worth of this. And, and then I'll go to him like, oh, I bought six grand of uh, Ethereum. And I'll, I'll ask him like, what is Ethereum? They're like, oh, don't know. Just saw like, saw a few of my friends buy into it. Yeah, and yeah. And fully into it. Like all, all this type of stuff. Same with like FTX, putting your money into a random company that you don't even know of. You just type in best crypto exchanges, tap, 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 invest 15,000, done. Mm-hmm. You don't look at it again. Like people don't do any research and they see like uh for example i'm not shaming you but they'll see you you just say oh i just bought into this and i go oh wow that looks good i'm gonna buy it done don't do a mm-hmm. single bit of research just because one person said it on social media mm-hmm. and right. in social media that's obviously doing that um because you think like 10 20 years ago like no one would have invested without doing like like consistent research looking at like financial papers uh the income statements everything Whereas now it's just like, oh, that looks cute. I'm going to buy that mm-hmm. penguin. Done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, there oh, wow, go. why did I lose $6,000? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you're a scam. 
um yet they did what three minutes of research into the project right um it, yeah it's funny how it's took that turn yeah i think um that that's definitely a, a big issue um and mm. something that also i think people just getting in the space um definitely do i know i was definitely that guy um you know when like the, 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 the craze was happening i was like oh my gosh on uh, twitter um you know buy this buy this buy this um no research oh what's the token name i was just search it up okay price goes up good <laughs> uh, price goes down bad um but yeah so I, I mean that i feel like uh that that pertains to a lot of people because um mm. you see all these people tweeting making a bunch of money um and then just just like a quick antidote uh i was i made like i think like twenty thousand dollars um from three thousand um and i was like oh my gosh i'm the man and then all of a sudden uh you know yep. the price goes down and i lost like all three thousand dollars um i think people need to feel that that burn and that sting mm -hmm. of very, oh man very, very, like very you true. can't just do this um or it's a lot of luck um and you have to do your own research otherwise you're going to get burnt. Um, and I think until you fully experience that, like I did, uh, that was like a big wake up call. Like, Hey, this is not okay. Um, you know, you can't just be aping into to random stuff. You have no idea. Um, and then, yeah. So I think, I think uh, a lot of that goes with time and also experience, um, and, and also learning because that's, it's not a fun feeling, uh, losing all, all of that money. <laughs> no, no, I say no, that to all our traders essential. as well. It's the exact mm -hmm. same thing. Like every single trader that comes in here, uh, asking for help, and they say, oh, should I deposit this? Should I do this in my first account? And I always tell them, however much money you put into your first account, you're going to lose it anyway. Um, mm -hmm. But everyone needs to go through that. They'll lose like two, three accounts. Uh, they'll blow all their accounts. But you need to go through that stage. I did the exact same thing. I started trading like uh, just over three years ago. Started with, uh, I think like 750, something like that. Uh, I made quite a bit. I was like, oh yeah, you know what? I'm the absolute man. I'm the best trader in the <laughs> yeah, world. Right? More, more, more. And it just went boom, all gone. And I was like, yeah, no, this is a scam. I quit for like a solid three to five months. Then I came back. I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to take this seriously now. Um, so yeah, it's the same with anything. Everyone needs that wake up nice. call because you just get too cocky and too mm -hmm. greedy. Nice. Well, hey, Leon, what do you think? We got we got two sort of like time machine prediction based questions left. <laughs> We'd love to hear. I'll, I'll take the first one. You take and then, first, and I'll then take second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what what do you think is going to happen? It's Brandon. Yeah. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah. Brandon. Brandon. Mm -hmm. Got it. What do you think is going to happen, Brandon? Um, next bull. So it's I don't know, two years, a year, however, however long winter is crypto winter is for us. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your prediction? Like, give us your your gut feeling on on when like when you think the next bull is going to kick off. Like, have we reached capitulation? Have we hit the bottom or you see like more just like slaughter more blood in the streets like what are your what are your thoughts yeah yeah well hopefully by next bull run uh we're all retired <laughs> um we'll see about that it's, it's hard to say though i guess um when next I, I personally think that we have a little bit um more down to go again my prediction is as good as uh you know almost anyone's no one really really knows uh for sure a lot of this is just um speculation um hopefully it it happens sooner than we think um however i'm i'm uh, just playing the long game um you know i have a stack that i just don't touch uh, almost mm -hmm. no matter what that's like my my five plus year um hold so i think like um having like a up an exit plan um is important because i know a lot of times people just buy in um and they have no idea how long uh 
they should hold for or have any plan at all uh, when they do buy the crypto. Um, but hopefully, uh, you know, ETH, ETH rips past $10,000. Hopefully, Ooh, JPEG hope so. NFTs are going crazy. People are uh, work <laughs> again. Um, and then wag me. Uh, it, the, the term is revived. <laughs> um, <laughs> when that will happen, um, it could be, uh, you know, it could be a year, two years, uh, you know, three years, um, maybe even only a couple months. No one really, really knows. Sure. Um, but I hope that, uh, that people will be euphoric again. Um, and I'm sure like both of you guys, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a believer in it. Um, so I think, I think it will happen. It's more just kind of playing the waiting game. Um, and yeah. I do believe that if you, if you wait and if you can like, uh, bear through the storm, um, you can no doubt, uh, win in this space. I think it's just, uh, it, it will take time and it will take patience. Um, and it's not like that quick money that everyone, uh, you know, kind of thinks of when you think of crypto. Yeah, I definitely have. Oh, go on, go on, go on, go to, I got a part B to my question. Sorry, Leon. Part no, B. That's all good. Uh, do you, like right now through like so bulls not for a year or two years? You say, um, do you think there's opportunity? Do you think there's money to be made right now over the next couple of months? And and if so, like what area? Where do you think that that lies? Where's, yeah, where's definitely. The where's the hidden gold? Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, that's a great question. Yeah, I think no matter what, there's always I guess plays to be made. Um, and I talk about this all the time on my YouTube channel. You know, although we're not euphoric. Um, although it's not like, um, you know, crazy as it was a couple months ago, that does not mean you can't make money in the space. Um, and because, you know, a couple months ago, you could basically close your eyes, uh, scroll through OpenSea, pick any collection, um, you'd make money. Same thing with a lot of the crypto coins. And that's what a lot of people were doing. Um, and it kind of goes back to what we were saying. Now, it's just a lot harder. You know, you actually have to do your research, um, vet the mm -hmm. team, um, make sure the project you're not buying into is, is a complete rug. Um, but, you know, we're seeing collections pop off uh, still. I mean, just in terms of NFTs, not even crypto. Um, we had art gobblers. If you got uh, on that, yeah. that's $20,000, yeah. $25,000. Um, I know that's a little bit controversial because, uh, you know, people only say, uh, you know, influencers got on. I actually didn't get any, though. Yeah, and I reached out. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. It's, it's okay. Um, but that's just uh, – but on top of that, too, it's um, it, it goes back to personal branding, too, right? If uh, – you know, if the influencers or, or people that uh, are making content in the space are the ones who are getting like those whitelists easier, um, I think instead of people kind of looking at that and complaining on the timeline, um, you know, we're in a, and we're in a bearish period. It, you might as well uh, build up um, your personal brand, uh, like how you guys are making this podcast, how you guys are, uh, you know, building out your own platforms um, and projects and, and stuff like that. I think that's a great mm -hmm. idea um, because, uh, you know, now is the time to really build those skills in the bear market. Um, and on top of that, we have projects like KPR popping off. Um, we had Project Atama. Uh, now we're seeing every single art block set um, make people money. Um, so there's yeah. definitely a lot of money to be made, even in the NFT world um, and also in the crypto world, whether that's uh, you know shorting the market, um, getting into some of these uh, early ICO plays. Um, you just have to really put in the work and, and um, you know be at the right place at the right time. Um, and if you have those skills, uh, I think it'll it'll benefit you tremendously, um, you know, when the bull run comes back. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, even shorting FTT. I know people made a killing um, just off shorting uh, FTT. Uh, I had like a small position um, j just just for the hell of it <laughs> um, and made some money off that. So there's definitely money to be wow. made uh, in the market, even even though uh, everyone's saying like, oh, we're going to zero. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's awesome and great true. to hear i'm excited mm -hmm. i'm excited yay yeah mm -hmm. carrying on with the bull run thing um can you give us a little price prediction uh on the floor uh bitcoin floor where do you reckon oh bitcoin floor uh next mm -hmm. bull run mm -hmm. 
Well, oh, I would hope uh, that next bull run we actually hit the 100K mark that I was promised this bull run. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, like, but, where, uh, where's, I, Lois, where's Lois we're seeing right now? Where do you reckon it's going to? Before um, we start the that lowest? Um, yeah. Well, everyone's, everyone's basically screaming for the, uh, the 14, 13K mark. Um, okay. Whether we actually get there um, is... I guess we'll we'll have to find not out. Too far, we're on seventeen k. Not yeah, too I know. far. So, Dangerously um, close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are pretty close. Um, um, but uh, for I'm just kind of averaging in because um, I think that you know if that's it's the smartest if we're waiting like five, uh, or I'm willing to wait like um, quite a while. So whether it's you know fifteen thousand versus thirteen thousand, um, if Bitcoin does hit that you know hundred k price point, um, I don't think that the two k will really make like a a huge, huge difference. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm kind of starting to, to average into the market right now. Um, but regarding yep. next bull run, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm i not like the best trader, but hopefully past 100,000, um, maybe 150. Uh, but we'll see. I guess uh, only time will tell. I'm not going to act indeed, like indeed. I'm a, the smartest guy on this. Um, <laughs> no, we just take a guess. Not financial <laughs> yeah. advice. One yeah, not financial advice. Of course. <laughs> um, so yeah, kicking it off with the, well, ending it off with the very last question. This is a question that we asked to all our guests. Um, going back in time to when you first started your NFT journey, what is one thing you would have changed and one piece of advice you'd give to the people listening or oh, to yourself? That's tough. I would have to think about it. So what was it? One piece of advice and one yeah, thing? Yeah, one piece uh, of advice and one thing you would have changed or did differently. Uh, like you're hopping into a time machine as yourself and you go back and you see yourself right before you're about to buy that first NFT. And you could say like whisper in your own ear, be like, Brandon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if I would give like a specific piece of advice. I would probably um, let, I guess, old me figure it out. It would be more like, I guess I would tell them <laughs> along the lines of uh, um, like, just stick with it. Um, you yeah. know, you're, you're going to make, a decent amount of mistakes. Um, you're not perfect. You're going to mess up. Um, and that's all right. Um, but as long as you, I guess you keep sticking with it. Um, and as long as you keep going and, and don't quit and you keep adapting, um, you know, you could, you could find a way, uh, for yourself to make it in this space. Um, because I think you do need to kind of go through a lot of those experiences. Like we said, uh, you need to yeah, feel true. that, that Very sting true. of, uh, Oh, I lost money on this. Um, I can't do, I think, I feel like it's almost different if you tell someone, you know, you tell people, uh, don't invest money. You can't afford to lose, but until you mm. actually feel like, oh, this is why you, you can't yeah. do, uh, you know, invest more than I can af afford to lose. It's, a, it's two different things. So I would, I guess not give him a specific piece of advice because I, he'd probably be like, oh, screw this guy. I'm not even going to listen anymore. <laughs> um, so I guess just learning from those mistakes, um, keep adapting and keep pushing forward. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's what really matters because I I, uh, I do believe that if you can just do the you know the basics um, over and over and over again for an extraordinary uh, period of time, um, that's where the real success kind of lies. Um, and then, sorry, your other question or the other question was one piece of advice and one thing I would change. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, one thing I would change. Um, I would probably just maybe give like a specific project to to not buy in. <laughs> maybe one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not sure what I would change. Uh, maybe, maybe just handling um, like the my, my relationships a bit more. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Or I feel like when I was really, really into it, um, I would just wake up and then stay at my computer uh, all day, not same, see yeah. the sun. Um, and my health was really not great. Like that was probably the most mm -hmm. out of shape I've been. I wasn't working out. I wasn't, uh, you know, I guess 
treating my body right. Um, sounds kind of corny, but it, it, it's true. So I guess telling it, um, changing that or, or trying to fix uh, my health wise is, uh, you know, is probably really important. <laughs> mm. So you'd, you'd go up to your ear and be like, Brandon, don't fucking skip leg day. I, I would do that or, or just get in the gym. I would skip in everything day. Everything day. <laughs> yeah, I was skipping every, every body part. I was not working nice. out at all. Yeah. Uh, nice. But nice. yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, we'll wrap it up there. Um, we'll finish up. Thank you so much for coming on. That was yes, amazing. Um, you guys can find Bento Boy on absolutely every platform. Um, and your username is obviously Bento Boy. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram anymore, or is that? It? Um, no, that's uh, that's about it. Bento that's Boy it? NFT on Instagram and Twitter because I know some guy go. just DM me the other day saying he lost 10k from a scam account. Probably because, oh no, yeah, Twitter verification using a new verification now. as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. yeah oh, well God. done, Elon. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we'll end it off on a horrible note. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks and for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah great sure pleasure to, to meet you.